to a podcast greater than yourself. This is a mini episode. I'm John Barleycorn. And I am Fred. And this week, we are still on our mid-season break. That's a fancy way of saying we wanted to take a little time off. And a siesta. <laughs> so we're actually bringing you uh, an interview with your two hosts today in the form of 12 questions with Fred and John. Do you know why I love this idea? Um, because about us, I mean, number one, because I'm, <laughs> I love hearing myself talk. If that's not obvious enough. <clears throat> number two is because some of the people who hear this podcast know us really well, mm-hmm. but I'm guessing there's some of the people who don't know who we are at all. Like you some think, people have found this. You don't think like several hundred people are, are intimate friends who've heard this. I just assume that it's just people, our friends being nice and listening to it like a over 20 times over each. Over and over. Yeah. But I think this will be fun for them to kind of get to know us through the 12 questions. Yeah. Do you know which ones you're going to ask me yet, or are you just going to freeball it? I'm always freeballing. <laughs> but let's just say I've got some tricks up my sleeve. <laughs> okay. All right. So 12 questions with Fred and John Barleycorn. Question one, what is your least favorite AA slogan and why? Mm. I love asking this. Yeah, this is a good question. So my least, okay, my least favorite AA slogan up until we recorded the podcast with our friend who I can't remember what her fake name was, (laughs) but she does the recovery sister. I know her real name. I just don't know her fake name. Liz. Uh, Liz. Yes. Thank you. I was going to say her name and make you bleep it, but I know it's hard work. So when I found out about think, 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 I mean, it, it made me so angry. Oh, like the etymology, like how it became, how that happened, yeah. like just drove me absolutely. Cause it has no basis it's in bad. reality, but my real least favorite is, um, progress, not perfection. Yeah. Cause it's, it's abused. Uh, because it's, um, here's the thing. I hate them all. I mean, I could also say my least favorite is one day at a time because that's complete bullshit. Yeah. But um, no, progress, not perfection, because it's it's a quote from the book that has just been misquoted so many times yeah. and nobody gets corrected on it. And there's such a difference between saying it's progress, not perfection and and saying it's spiritual progress, not spiritual perfection. Those two sentences don't even come close to each other yeah. when said, you know, they're, they have completely different meanings. They hit you in a different way. And, uh, and it's a really just, uh, it's just a really misleading thing to tell somebody. Yeah. That's my main thing with any of the quotes that are taken totally out of context in the book. Cause even the one day at a timers, if, if they go to the book, to justify that, they always go to page 85. We have a daily reprieve contingent on the yep. maintenance of our spiritual condition. Completely forgetting that a paragraph and a half before that it said, this is not an overnight process. It should continue for our lifetime. Lifetime. <laughs> you're 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 totally, and then it's just like, oh, well, that that's not what that's talking about. Uh, I'm sorry, what? You're the one mm-hmm. who brought that part of the book up. <laughs> right. So weird. Well, and 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 we have a daily reprieve. 
but it's based on growing spirit. You know, you you have to be more spiritual today than you were yesterday. So the 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 growth has to happen every day. But so that I guess technically is like a day to day thing. But that also means that like at year five, I better be way more fucking spiritual than I was at day five. Yeah, and it's also again, it's out of context because that's coming directly at the end of the ten step promises, which is describing the psychic change, the spiritual awakening, the fact that the obsession that somehow someday I'll figure out how to drink like a gentleman has been removed from right. me. That is contingent. Uh, that staying away is It's not talking about white knuckling sobriety one day at a time. But isn't it so funny how like it's gotten the, the spirit of the thing that you just talked about, this thing coming at the end of the 10th step, this thing of you've completed this process of, of you know, the action steps, you know, the, mm-hmm. the steps that put you in a position to have a relationship with God four through nine, that this thing has now been bastardized so much that it's been completely turned on its head yeah. and become the meaning of if you just learn how to manage well enough day to day, then you'll be fine. It's like how that got completely so turned weird. around. Yeah. It's upside no down wonder, world. no wonder people get confused in Alcoholics Anonymous. Of course, which was a big theme of the the podcast that I, which will be coming up in the next part of our season, the one that I think I listened to today um, that you sent me, um, that we just recorded with our friend, and yeah. that was a big theme. This that that kind of confusion within the difference between what you read in the book, what you hear from a, a recovered sponsor, and then what you hear in the rooms. Yep. So, uh, my questions are all just fuck, Mary kill. <laughs> okay. I just have six versions. Perfect. <laughs> I want to no, do a lot kidding. of fucking and a lot of killing. <laughs> Um, okay. Actually, it is funny. I'm glad you said that question first because I wasn't sure if I was going to use this one, but I actually am going to use it. This is a real question. The first one was a joke. The real question. Tell me the best AA slogan and defend it. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. God. I'm going to have to cut out so much dead air on this. <laughs> Uh, the best AA slogan. You should put in like a really obvious edit. <laughs> I'm just gonna put like, on fucking hold, like hold music, girl from Ipanema or something. Like, and then like, I wish you could have a screen where people could see like it's like 45 minutes later, mm-hmm. and we're still just sitting sitting here, and you're still like thinking about it. Three. God. Okay. So, keep it simple is the best AA slogan, and here's okay. why. Why? Because. It's 100% applicable to day one new guy walking in the door if what follows that statement is <laughs> the directions mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that an alcoholic would need to recover. 100%. So any any slogan, I don't care if it's like, you know, like what your answer to that last question proved was that you could take a direct quote from the basic text, the program of recovery, and completely use it to not help someone. So any slogan unjustified or out of context, I think could be bad. It usually is. But handing somebody keep it simple, you know, couched in here's what simple is. I'm going to tell you, you know, instead of keep it simple, just go to meetings and don't drink and, you know, talk to your counselor or whatever the fuck, you know, 
Like, because I hear keep it simple used in infuriating ways, like old crusty dudes telling people basically to calm down and not not get excited about sobriety and, you know, this and that. And what keep it simple actually is, is just keep it simple. Do everything in chapter seven. Just do that. You're fine. Just do that. Just keep mm-hmm. going and finding drunks to work with. Work with them this way. You're, you're good. You're done. Right. Just do that. Keep it simple. That being or said, I hate, could, I hate this slogan. <laughs> it could be from our friend that we both have mentioned more often than I would be, that I'm happy with on this podcast, who, who would tell you to keep it basic, keep it simple, keep it consistent. Oh God. It's the only three things you need. It's the only... John, those are the only three things you need. Oh man, to stay sober for thirty. But see, even that's a lie because you need a fourth thing. You need for no one to approach you and offer you a drink. (laughs) No beverages offered. Uh, do you remember your first meeting? What was it like? Absolutely not. Uh, but I remember I was in treatment my first treatment center it was a 28 day spin cycle type treatment center and um i remember i did like a six or seven day in-house it was a night this is the nicest treatment center i ever went to the first one was the nicest one so they had like the really nice um drugs that they gave you to to bring you down you know so it's like every two hours in the med line and uh you know i was like how's your poop how's your sleep and then they would adjust you every two hours it was fantastic it just great great six days so kush uh so nice just on methadone and suboxone and just like everything um and then eventually you get off of that and then you move out of like the the treatment center and you move to this like outside house and you can like then they bust you to meetings and i remember going to this meeting i remember it was in a church i i don't know if it was aa or na because they took us to both i remember showing up wanting to like huddle with my rehab crowd yeah. not wanting to mingle with the people in the room kind yeah. of being like yeah we're this like gr- crew because we've been together you know how like rehab time does not equate to real lifetime yeah like a day in rehab is like a month in the real world totally you You're build bonded. these relationships You're are just like instantly. so tight yeah and uh, that was my first experience with it so it's re- and i'm hyper codependent you know and like um that shit just i took that <laughs> So I remember doing that. I heard nothing they said. And I think they handed me, I think they gave me a book when I left. Um, I, so it must've been an NA meeting. Cause I remember trying to read the NA book, like the first week I was in, yeah. in there. Cause I couldn't sleep. Cause I kept planning my suicide. I was going <laughs> to cut my wrists in the bathroom with a razor that I had. And um, yeah, that was my experience in my first meeting. That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. If you got kicked out of Alcoholics Anonymous, which just full disclosure, I mean, there's a fairly high likelihood of that happening. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I like how for me, you make up new questions. For our guests, you're like, no, same shit every time. Because it's more fun for you. <laughs> because honestly, I was looking at my questions and I was like, okay, how long did it take him to do steps? If you've heard any of these episodes, you know John's story around yeah, steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like, you're going to say two weeks. Or whatever it was, right? Yeah. And uh, there's other... I'm going to mix in, but these, this one I like. So <laughs> No, do it. Um, you inspired me to find, to write some new questions. Good. But yeah, some of them I was like, oh, he are, people already know this stuff. I enjoy all your other questions. I, I'm just... 
Yeah. Um, like, how did your sponsor approach you? The answer we already know the answer. To yeah, that. he didn't. Like, you, you approached several of them, and they all <laughs> fucking told you, well, so, hey, Buckaroo, keep I need it to work simple. on myself some more right now. <laughs> but have you attended ninety and ninety? Um, Rough. Okay. Okay. If you got kicked out of Alcoholics Anonymous, which fellowship would you join, and why? Drug Addicts Anonymous, because. Okay. Uh, they work right out of the big book. They, um, they're just like freewheeling kind of, yeah, I mean, they just, they're right out of the big book. They're all about the directions and they, um, they just keep it super, super basic. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's an easy one. That's the, it's the wrong answer, but... (laughs) I mean, it would have been CA in like, I mean, I went to CA in 2000. Do they have DAA meetings in uh, where we live? No, we were going to start one. I remember that. I remember when uh, our friend, uh, what was his fake name? Fuck, Clarence. I can't remember fake names. Cla- I remember when Clarence was talking about that. Yeah, we were going to do that, but uh, I think what we ended up doing was better. Well, whatever one they work out of the recovery Bible, that's the correct answer. Okay, sorry. Yeah, just but, so you uh, know. It's okay. All right, um, I'm going to ask you this one because I feel like I feel like people don't just answer this question for me, and I, and it always intrigues me as to like why they don't just answer it because it's like I'm giving you two options, and I'm just asking mm. which of the two you think. But then they okay. always want to be fancy. I love everyone we've had on our show, obviously. But I'm just saying, they always want to be fancy and complicated and and be like, well, really? You know, and I'm just like, bro, which of these two? I'm asking for a reason, you know? So, would you say you've lost more sponsees at steps four and five or at steps eight and nine? Four and five. Word. Thank you for just if answering we're- it. Yeah, it's, I mean, just it's a sheer numbers percentage game, right? It's like, it's four and five. You mean, because no most of them it. do not get to amends. They just don't. Out of the thousand people, let's say, I've sponsored, yeah. 800 and 975 of them <laughs> dropped off before four and five. spit all over everything. <laughs> 15, I keep track, 15... <laughs> dropped off at eight and nine and the rest are still sober today so yeah so the reason it interests me so much is because like uh roland said on his episode that'll be coming up i like i I will i'll work with dudes and they'll get to eight eight and nine and we're still talking about that and then they fucking peace Hmm. they're just like it was a pleasure serving with you sir you know just fucking bounce, dude. Like, okay, all right. I'm just like, okay, I don't know. My, yeah, I think because I will meet with them a couple times to read up to four, mm-hmm. and they don't really have to do anything other than just show up to the meeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're usually desperate enough to do that. And then you know, usually on the second meeting, we're we're getting to we're doing the third step prayer together, and we're getting to the yeah. directions, and we're gonna start the fourth step. Yeah. And then either I never hear from them again after that, or more than likely what happens is, is that I hear from them one, maybe two more times. <laughs> yeah. They're kind of just playing around. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. You ready? Yeah. 
When did you feel the nearness of your creator? I wasn't expecting that one. Um, yeah, I think that's probably like... So I have a date written in my book on page 84 where the 10-step promises start because it was... I was in meditation. My sobriety date... Like, I don't, I'm don't. i kind of confused on sobriety dates. Do you count the last day you drank? Like, I hear old-timers are always like, I took my last drink on blah, blah, blah. You know, they're like, that's their date, you know? Um, anyway, last drink was January 2nd. And the date in my book, it, it just says 1 slash 29. And the reason I wrote it was because I came out of meditation and I was like, or in the middle of meditation, I was just like, I had this thought of like, I knew that there was a bottle, <laughs> like a fifth of rum, dark rum in our uh, cupboard. And I knew that it was there because it was a gift that christmas that my parents had given my wife but that i drank half of it just randomly because i was um dope sick and i was like i was i was doing this thing where i'm like okay i'm gonna kick and i'm just gonna have because i'm gonna kick because i'm running out of (laughs) right so uh acting like it's a plan but so i had this i had this thing i'm like cool yeah well i'm just gonna do like maintenance with booze and i'm and they're like, uh, well, you know, like I hate rum. Like I don't, I don't like rum at all, but I drank half a fifth of rum in like three days. Cause just, you know, hating it the whole time, but just right. like, I got to get a little right here. And the whole, the whole thing was just like, it, it, it occurred to me that that bottle was down there and that I hadn't mm-hmm. thought about it in weeks. And I had this thought of like, the thought was like, not like I would like to take a drink. The thought was like, what would it even feel like to want to take a drink? Like what that thing that was always in the center of my brain that was always like uncomfortable. Like I realized in meditation that it was not there and it was like gone. And that felt like this overwhelming presence of something profound and big in my life. And in the middle of meditation, when that thought occurred to me, I just started laughing, just like joyous laughing. Hmm. And, um, yeah, I was like still detoxing at that point, but I was through almost all of my amends and had been sponsoring a dude for like three days, three or four days. And, was like seeking out other people to sponsor. Like I was doing all the stuff that the book suggested to do. And it was like, it was like maybe four or five, six, seven days where I was doing the 84 through 88 instructions every morning and every night. And it just occurred to me that like that, uh, the 10 set promises were true for the first time ever in my life. This thing that ruled me, I was free of it. I had actual freedom and the obsession and desire to drink was gone without me even like asking for it to be removed. And it was undeniable that like something other than me was working in my life. Hmm. It was awesome. So yeah, less than a month. I've never heard that story. Yeah. You look, you look, you look angry. (laughs) Well, that's because you can, 
This is what this is the problem with wearing masks for me. Is that see, you can only see my eyes. <laughs> the people will always think I'm mad at them. I'm I'm never mad at anyone. I'm literally I'm the happiest kidding. person there is. That's great. No, it's beautiful. That's really beautiful. Thank you. That was entirely made up. I just made that up right now. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be awesome. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> when was the last time you heard someone's fifth step? I thought you were going to ask me that. It's been five weeks. Cool. That's, I think maybe I'm a little less than that. Yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah, it's like, it's longer than it would be if we were probably in person. Yeah, for sure. You know, like I'm definitely not as active sponsoring people as I normally am. Yeah. You know. Well, I got three dudes like right, right in a row. Right. Well, you know, I mean, you know, right now I'm in in flux with some stuff, but yeah, when this pandemic thing kicked off, it was like a weekend. Some old sponsee was like, hey, man, will you take somebody on? Oh, yeah. And then like, it was like the second that dude flaked out at step eight, this other dude called me. And then the second that guy flaked out, another guy called me. I'm like, right. I'm getting referrals. I'm not even like finding That's these the dudes. Best. I'm, like, I'm like, this is the dopest shit ever, dude. That's happened to me maybe like, I'm going to say it's like a half a dozen, eight, ten times in sobriety where somebody has just called me or sent me a text and was like, hey, I got your number from so-and-so. Yeah. Like never even met them. Yeah. And then work steps with them. That's incredible. Okay. Outside of meeting with a sponsee or getting ready to meet with a sponsee, how much time have you spent studying the big book? So with this question, are you counting like big book studies? So no, I want to like, I want you to tell me if you've sat at home, I didn't correct people. I want to know, like, have you sat at home and like gotten the flashlight out under (laughs) the covers with the highlighter? I'm not going gross on you. I'm getting like (laughs) 10, 10 year old, you know, know, like. Ten-year-old me was pretty gross, though. Let's, That's let's probably be. true. Um, yeah, no. Uh, I mean, not a lot, dude. I think I did that twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, that it's just like a lifetime ago, though. You know, so your knowledge I, of the big book, though, is like it, it. I'm in awe of it, and I think I'm like a pretty well versed big book person, but I'm not like a page quoter like Clarence, but like, I know the book, mm-hmm. but your knowledge of the book, sometimes I'm like, fuck, that guy knows shit. It's because I was a child when I got the book. <laughs> I was a teenager. Right. You know? I don't think that's any like, yeah, that's why I say like, I don't know, I'm hesitant to say that I studied it at all because I, I don't, you know? Right. I did. I used to. I right. used to definitely have times where I'm like sitting there dissecting things and reading stuff, but I was 19 and 20, you know, right. This is right. fucking 20 years ago. So, but it's just, I was so young, I think. And I was such a fucking loser. I had nothing going on in my life <laughs> and I was just doing that. And it was a lot of, it was intellectualism. So now all that's changed is you just don't study the book. Exactly. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So why are you so mean? No. <laughs> uh, what's the longest you've seen someone push off of completing a four step and still get through all 12 and recover? I'm really going to think about this. So you might have to cut out a little bit of dead air. So give me, give me 30 seconds here. I just want to really, uh, okay. I'm going to say two weeks. Okay. Yeah. 
because I can think of because I don't think I really understood the question when the first when you first asked it, which was obvious by my reaction to it. But now that I've thought about it, I get it. And I have a I've had one sponsee who was actively working in the four step stopped. Two weeks later, he picked it back up. I've had hundreds of sponsees actively working the four step that have stopped, but obviously none of them recovered yeah or at least they didn't with me you know yeah. uh, they may have found another sponsor they whatever but with me they just went away yeah but this guy stopped for two weeks picked it back up and then kept going and, and actually became recovered and actually is still recovered today dope yeah that's cool i think that's one of those questions that really draws a line because a lot of people think that uh you can just do, do whatever take mm-hmm. however long you want but my experience as a sponsor certainly what I've seen, people do not hang around and do not get the spiritual experience when they drag their ass on that. They just don't. They don't right. follow through. It doesn't happen. I'm not saying it's okay. never happened. I'm just saying I've no, I've not course. seen that happen. When Clay answered that question, that dude's been sponsoring people for 30 years, and he was like, I've never right. seen it happen. Right. Yeah, because the chances are that you're going to go fall back into the spiritual malady that your life is going to, your problems are going to pile up on you and become astonishingly difficult to solve. The chances at that point that you're going to turn back to Alcoholics Anonymous, which at that point you're probably thinking has not worked for you, yeah, right? Because exactly. you're you're probably doing all the things you're hearing to do. Yeah. The the more likely scenario is is that you're gonna that you're gonna drink. Yeah. You know? So, okay. Um, how many meetings do you attend weekly? And tell me both Zoom and non-Zoom. Before the apocalypse, I was doing um, home group Thursday, a treatment center, H&I thing once a week, and one beginner meeting a week. Um, that's, yeah, that's that's the paradigm. And I'm doing the same thing now, except for added a, a book meeting instead of the beginner meeting but now i'm kind of like sprinkling back in random beginner meetings because it's getting harder to meet newer people in these you know groups of just recovered people so Mm -hmm. basically two or three make them count though you know yeah always go and approach someone new i thought our friend uh roland's answer to that was really good yeah yeah what's your idea of the perfect meeting I don't like I don't want to step on somebody else's answer who hasn't you guys haven't heard yet, but I've already heard his answer. But I would basically say exactly what he said, which is um, I don't think there is a perfect meeting uh, because I, I do need to have uh, that meeting where it's a room of I need that fr- that first step meeting that people are bust in and, yeah. you know, and, and, and it's just a lot of a lot of unrecovered people who are hungry to hear that message or a meeting that I do on Tuesdays normally um, where I go into a detox. It's 50 dudes every week. Um, it's usually 50 new dudes and they are just hungry for it. And I can see them like yearning for something. But then recently I've discovered that I also need this other thing, which is hear other people like myself who are recovered, but are like living this path and really living the spiritual life and hearing how about how they do it and their challenges and the, how they overcome them. And, uh, and that really feeds me in another way. So I would say there isn't a perfect meeting, but there's two. And if I could just have those two, boom, <laughs> good to go. Nice. Okay. Which sober celebrity do you find most abhorrent? Oh, man. and there is a correct answer. <laughs> 
If you're talking just celebrity and not famous person, Russell Brand. Yes. <laughs> And what is wrong like, with that fucking guy's t-shirts? Yeah, because like the whole pseudo, uh, you know, crystal healing, you know, uh, kind of guru vibe. It's just so barf. The big book and then so barf. Par- yeah. Pawned it off as his own. That's the other. Yeah, like like uh, just making yourself the public face of an 85 year old program Dislike that's that. based on anonymity, protecting the program from you. Not right. you from people finding out you're in the program. Hey, Russell um, Brand, what happens when you fucking drink again? <laughs> exactly. Or what happens Everybody when goes, you just well, I guess- look like a fucking psycho in a deep V-neck, right. stinking on the sidewalk, doing John, yoga, and people deep. are like, that's AA. AA's for crazy people. Right. That's not a deep V-neck. That's like a Grand Canyon V-neck. <laughs> it's a thing touches his fucking belly button. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, wait. If you were gonna say just famous person, I think I have. I think I know who you would pick. But tell me who you would pick. Holly Whitaker. I knew it. <laughs> we're so the same person. Yeah, I mean, and that that thing. My biggest gripe with her is like, if you're gonna go and write an article that says, uh, you know, I'm not an alcoholic because alcoholism isn't a real thing. Why are you going to spend a whole career trying to pull people from AA to, quote, you know, recover under your not free program mm-hmm. that that helps alcoholics? You know, it's just like, dude, you're you're so far off base. You're so fucking transparent and you're totally harming people who 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 guess what, Holly? Not everyone has had your life experience. Not everyone can just stop drinking on a non-spiritual basis. And right. for you to think that they can makes you incredibly self-centered and ignorant. And it's the same Why kind can't... of self-centered and ignorance that I had that kept me dying of alcoholism and drug addiction. Because I hmm. refused to acknowledge anyone had a solution that I didn't already know about. Why can't? her thing exists and our thing exists. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Why do you have to tear our thing down to make your thing a thing? Like, And it's the same thing with Russell Brand. It's like you're polluting, you're, you're salting the earth so nothing can grow. Right. They could both coexist, but you're just, you're ruining the whole thing by making it all one thing. I would even suggest, hey, Holly, like, <laughs> take some of these hard drinkers off our hands. Absolutely. I'm okay with that. But why do you have to shit on the thing that saved my life? I'm not shitting on the thing. I'm not shitting on her program. I don't even know what the fuck it is, to yeah. be honest with you. Um, I'm shitting on her marketing tactics yeah. and her and her just like disdain for this thing because it didn't work for her or whatever. Like it just does I just don't get it. You for know, sure. plus I don't understand why I should pay you fifteen hundred dollars for a weekend <laughs> or whatever. All right. Leave well, yeah. In. This has been good. Good twelve questions. Yeah, dude, that I'm, was sure, fun. I'm sure we'll have to do this again. But uh Yeah, for sure. All right, dude. See ya.
All comments are from our own experiences as alcoholics who have recovered by following the directions for the 12 steps found in the book Alcoholics Anonymous. Thanks for listening.